0: Welcome to The Crystal Payne Show, where we help
1: you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea
0: and spend a few minutes together.
1: Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. It's a beautiful sunny day today as I'm recording, which is a blessing since it's been so cold and dreary and rainy the past few days.
2: Just because it's sunny does not mean it's not cold. It is (laughs) frigid.
1: Okay, it's cold. By the way, Jesse's joining me on the mic today. I didn't even introduce him, but yes, he's gonna be just joining me for this entire episode. Who knows what he might say? but I'm glad to have him for this whole episode because I want his input on some things that he usually doesn't get to talk on. If you follow me online at all, you probably know that I love freebies. I love finding them, I love signing up for them, and I love sharing them with you all. And I wanted to let you know that I have an entire library of printables and ebooks that i'm giving away for free on my blog moneysavymom.com right now. To sign up for that, you just go to moneysavymom.com and look for the big banner at the very top of the page. When you sign up, i'll send you my cleaning checklist, my free ebook 5 days to a better morning, my 4 weeks to a more organized home program, my 5 days to a better grocery budget ebook and much more, all for free. So once again just go to moneysavingmom.com type in your name and email address and you'll get access to all of my library of free printables or just click on the link in the show notes to sign up for it. In today's show by popular demand like I said Jesse is coming back as a guest I guess he already made his presence known. And we're going to share more of our story. We kind of left you hanging last time. We were in a really desperate and hard place, financially and personally. So today, we get to actually share more how God redeemed that year of our marriage and life and how something really unexpected came out of it that we could have never dreamed or imagined. You probably actually wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it weren't for that. Before we get into that conversation, I want to start by telling you what's saving my life right now. This is the part of the show where I share something that is making my life better, easier, or more enjoyable. Today, we're going to talk about our new shower filter, and I think it's only appropriate because I am actually sitting here with wet hair because I just washed my hair, and it is truly changing my life, or at least my hair. We moved into this house almost a year ago, and we knew we had hard water, but I didn't really think about, you know, what that meant. I did start noticing that my hair just looked icky a lot of the time. It felt like the texture had changed, and it wasn't smooth like it used to be. I'm surprised Jesse hasn't inserted anything at this point. Oh, I will. (laughs) I thought maybe it was just because I was getting older or something. I tried changing hair products, but it didn't really seem to make a difference. I just let it be and figured, well, that's just the way it's going to be. Until we went and stayed in a hotel and I washed my hair and noticed it looked so soft and smooth again. I was all, what? Really confusing. What's going on here? And you'd think I would instantly figure out it was the water, but... I guess I'm a little dense and I didn't. This happened two more times over the next number of months where my hair would look pretty amazing when I washed it at a hotel, but then it was always icky when I washed it at home. I finally clued in that it was the water I was washing my hair with that was the issue and our hard water was basically wrecking my hair. It was about that time that I also realized both girls had had dandruff and their hair hadn't looked great ever since we moved into this house too. But we didn't have it in the budget to instantly put in a whole house water softener, nor can the girls and I just run and stay in a hotel every time we needed to wash our hair. So I decided to head to Amazon to see if they had anything that might be an option. And sure enough, there was this Aqua Bliss high output shower filter. It was less than $30 and it had great reviews. On the listing, it said it would purify your water, remove chlorine, heavy metals, bacteria, pesticides, and it would inhibit the growth of...
2: Inhibits the growth of... I I don't know what that was, but (laughs) I've noticed that I've not lost as much hair since putting this filter in. Are you for real?
1: No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't look like it. So that would be nice. Okay. It said it inhibits the growth of scale, algae, fungi, and mold. What is scale? I don't even know. It also said it would revitalize your body, reduce dry, itchy skin, dandruff, eczema, and dramatically improve the condition of your skin, hair, and nails. And it said it could be installed in minutes. It sounded a little bit too good to be true, but all the reviews were pretty much saying it really worked. So I figured I would buy it because it couldn't hurt anything. Sure enough, it was super easy to install. Well, Jesse was the one who installed it. it. (laughs) I think it was. And I've been shocked to discover that it actually really works. I noticed a difference in my hair almost immediately after I washed it the first time. And my hair has looked so much better, been so much softer, and so much easier to work with ever since.
2: And I would say that it's that's also kind of saving my life because we have some shower leaking issues. And by putting that filter on, it extended the faucet about four inches or so so now we're no longer having the leaking issue that we were having before we installed it
1: yes which has been such a blessing to not have to have water all over the floor when we get out of the shower and not be ruining our floor so much we were both really impressed with it overall and we ended up buying the same shower filter for the girls showers too I've heard from some of my readers that you might be able to find it cheaper at a local store, but I'll put the link to where we got it on Amazon in the show notes in case you want to check it out too. This week, instead of telling you about a book I recently read and loved, I'm going to turn the tables around and invite Jesse on to share about a book he has read. I had initially planned to ask him on every episode about this, but there were two problems. The first problem is that Jesse usually takes a few months to read a book. So that was a little bit of a problem because he would be talking about the same book for three episodes in a row. And secondly, our conversations usually go long, probably because I have a lot of words to say. So we don't usually have time for me to ask him about his book picks and what is saving his life like I do all of our other guests. But many of you have been asking if I could ask Jesse these questions periodically. So Jesse, I'd love to hear what you are reading right now.
2: Well, right now, and I have been reading for the past three months.
1: <laughs> like I said.
2: <laughs> the Dichotomy of Leadership by Leif Babin and Jocko Willink. And uh, it's about the both sides of any leadership decision that a leader faces, whether it be, um, the, the good and the bad to any decision that needs to be made and being able to effectively make that decision. So I'm probably about three quarters of the way there. So probably by the time that we have the next podcast, I will still be three quarters of the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So maybe in two or three more months, I can ask you again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thanks for sharing. This episode is sponsored by You Need a Budget. This is the budgeting software we have personally used for the past two years and absolutely love. And I say absolutely love, and I would say more Jesse absolutely loves. And I love because it works really well for keeping us on budget. Jesse is the one who oversees and manages our finances, and he's the one who geeks out on YNAB, which is what everyone calls You Need a Budget. I thought it would be fun to have him come on and share why he loves YNAB so much. So Jesse, take it away.
2: Well, I've been budgeting for years, you know, since I was 17. And the way my dad taught me, I was so excited because YNAB uses the same methodology for budgeting that I had learned so long ago. And I really appreciate it because it is all web-based and they have a iPhone app. I don't know if it's available on other devices, but we have an iPhone app and it's all synced up. You can get the same numbers on your phone that you can get on your computer. So you can have everything up to date. It also syncs well with your bank, pulls the transactions directly from your bank. So you can categorize those and do your budget on the fly.
1: And we can both have the budget on both of our phones. Correct. And it's synced up together. Yes. Which is really nice. So at any time, we can just Open up the app and look and see exactly where we're in the red, where we're in the green, right. anything we need to tweak, how much we have left in each category. So it really helps us to be able to stay on the same page budget-wise. Definitely. They usually offer a 30-day trial, but they are giving you all a free 60-day trial so you can really get a feel for it and see how well it works. To sign up for your free 60-day trial, go to YNAB.com forward slash crystal. That's Y-N-A-B dot com forward slash crystal. Just head over there and you can get signed up and try it out for 60 days. And I have a feeling you just might become a convert too. Thank you to YNAB for sponsoring today's podcast. Last episode, we left you hanging. Jesse had just lost his job and couldn't find another job. Caitlin, our second daughter, had just been born. I was struggling to regain my health after a really hard pregnancy. My postpartum depression was in full force, and our marriage was on the rocks. I honestly didn't know if we were going to make it. If you missed that episode, I recommend going back and listening to it so you can get some context for today's episode. So that was episode 17, where we shared the backstory of where we're headed today. At that time, like I said, it felt like I didn't know if we were going to make it, and it felt like our life was falling apart. But we can really look back and see how God was preparing us for something much bigger than we could have ever dreamed. Jesse, I'd love if you would just talk a little bit more about what it was like to have lost your job and not be able to find another job.
2: Well, like you said, it it was uh, a very difficult time, and at that time in the legal market, The uh, law job market, the market was so oversaturated. There was hardly any jobs to be found, Mm -hmm. and the law schools were just churning out graduates left and right, and the market, the jobs just weren't there. And uh, it was very demoralizing. And I there was times where I had to go and throw ads, you know, just to find something.
1: By throw to, ads, you mean?
2: We did, wasn't it? Newspapers? It was, well, it wasn't newspapers. It was weekly like a weekly newspaper. newspaper I think it was, and it's just just to do something to um, earn some money. And uh, actually, that was a very good time because I listened to a lot of podcasts while doing that, and it didn't last very long. We were kicking around. Oh, should we move back to Wichita during this time? What I remember, we had interestingly, I had. Found a Christian attorney back in uh, Wichita and went to talk to him to say, hey, can I come work for you? And he's like, well, I don't really have anybody to hire. Not looking to hire anybody, but I have office space. And if you want to basically hang out your own shingle and eat what you kill, then be my guest. We'd be happy to have you. And it was something I really didn't feel comfortable with at the time.
1: I don't think it was something that we had ever really – Foreseen that you would do. No,
2: it wasn't. It was, you know, I was it, honestly, it was something I was scared to do, just mm-hmm. be, especially right coming right out of law school and uh, after uh, bad job experiences, lack of confidence in myself and the ability to go out there and make my own way. And uh, so we went back up to Kansas City and we uh, kept looking kept plugging away.
1: And I think another thing that was hard during this time was that we had the lease on our duplex that we, I think we had signed a one-year lease and we would have had to pay it out if we were to move. And we did not have that money in the bank. There was no way. And we were trying to stay out of debt. So that was really, it was a scary time because we had almost no money coming in. You couldn't find a job. We had to pay our bills. We had this lease that we would have to try to pay out if we were going to move back to Kansas. Right. And then it would cost a lot of money to move. And we didn't have money. And we, you know, we made this commitment to stay out of debt. And I was at this time I had been doing the blogging thing, dabbling with a lot of different ways to make money. And I'd found some. I mean, I was making a little bit of income every month my goal was really that I could make $1000 a month but I was not hitting that at all at that point and we were really desperate and I had put together some different ebooks and sold those and I'd sold a, a few hundred of each of them but as we were in this desperate place I just was racking my brain saying what could I do and I had built an email list with I mean I don't remember how many were on my email list it was a small email list but I had put in the work for that. And I decided that I was going to run this sale bundling all of my eBooks together. So I put a lot of work and effort into putting all my eBooks on the sales page. And I decided that I think I was going to start it out. The first day it was going to be $5. The second day it was going to be $10. And the third day it was going to be $15. And I had set up this little affiliate program and I had made contacts with the different people who were on those Yahoo groups that I talked about um in a previous episode and some of them had larger lists and we'd kind of developed a relationship and so I went to them and I said I'm going to have this big ebook sale is there any way that you would be interested in promoting it to your audience and I would pay you I think it was 40 or 50% of every sale and there are a few of them that sent it out to their list which some of them had 10,000 people on their list and so over the course of 3 days with my little list and then these people being willing to send it out to their list, I think we netted about $3,000, which was just massive, massive right. for us. And we knew that that would be enough to help us live another day, a few more days. Actually, we knew that we could live on a that while. for yes. you know two and a half more months um, or so. So we were really, really encouraged with that. But I remember at the time, it was this moment of truth of like, wow, I've put in so much time and effort into these online things. And it's felt like I've just been spinning my wheels. But for the first time we saw this could really work. Right. And so I started thinking, what else could I do? And it was about that time that then the idea came for me to have a blog where I was sharing deals because I'd been doing this for myself and for a few friends for probably the last two years. I'd really learned how to play the drugstore game and get the rebates at CBS. And I had figured out how to you know, have this really small grocery budget. And I learned a little bit about monetizing a blog. And I felt like if I had this targeted blog that's specifically about saving money, it's something people are asking me for. What would this look like? But before I did that, I actually did this supermarket savings course. Do you remember that supermarket savings right. course? Yes. I had done an ebook that was based upon a blog series that I'd done on Cutting your grocery bill called Supermarket Savings. And that ebook had sold really well, and that was one of the kind of key sellers when we'd done that bundle that we'd made three thousand dollars off of. So I thought there's a lot of interest in this. I think I'm going to do an online course, but we didn't have money to invest in an online course. So I did the graphic design. I put the PDF together. We I recorded it all on some free audio program and edited. Well, I think you
2: did the PDF through.
1: PDF 995. Yeah, some yeah. Some free PDF. It we fr- couldn't afford Adobe. Because
2: everything else was paid.
1: And so then we did a little uh, a free online forum. And I put it out there. And I don't remember how much I charged for it. But I did some special beginning sale thing. And we ended up having a lot of people sign up for that. And so that really kicked off the idea of me focusing more on saving money on groceries and seeing that there was a real interest in this. And it was something that I had a lot of experience with. So really that's where Money Saving Mom was born out of, of that really desperate place in our lives of us saying, we need to do something. What can we do? What do we have? What can we make out of the little bit that we have?
2: Was it after then that I got the contract job?
1: I think it was right around that time, because I think you got the the contract job in October, and I think we started Money Saving Mom kind of right around that same time. So you want to talk about that contract position?
2: Yeah, it was a a short-term contract position with a big law firm doing document review. Very humdrum work, and I had a lot of time looking at a computer screen, able to listen to podcasts and things. And then that was real influential in, in changing my mindset and, and actually being able to say, Hey, I want to go out on my own and I can do this. And uh, that's kind of what led us back down to which to work with this attorney that I had already talked to about a, a year earlier and say, Hey, I'm game. Let's go.
1: Yeah. And I think also Money Saving Mom really taking off because we thought it was going to just be this little side thing. And I remember when I launched it, I said, I'm just going to post on there three times a week. And Mm -hmm. I was planning to share my CVS deals, um, Walgreens deals if I went to Walgreens, and maybe one other great deal because I was already – I was putting these deals together for my own self and for my friends. I would scour the forums that were online that would have the deals. I'd go through like 20 pages on the forum and come up with, oh, here's the deals and the coupons, because no one else was doing this, matching the deals and the coupons on a blog. So I thought it was going to be a side thing. And then it just really took off. And that was right around the same time that the economy was really in a bad place. And so many people then, like in the media, they would say, you should use coupons to save money on your grocery bill. And people would go to the internet and they would search how to use coupons. And then they would find my site. And I wasn't doing anything to advertise. It was just kind of one of those things where right time, right place. And God's
2: timing. God's
1: timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, And God's blessing of something. And all the effort that we had put in ahead of time and all those The hours and days and weeks and months of living this in law school, learning how to really live on a tiny budget, sticking with it, and then we were able to help so many other people through Money Saving Mom. So within a year, we were making a full-time income off of that blog. And and when I say full-time income, I don't remember the exact number, but I know we were at least making... $3,000 $3,000 a month off of yes. the block. Yeah. And so for me, full time income is however much it costs you to live on and pay all your expenses. So that's so we were, and so we knew, well, we had been living on $12,000 a year. So $36,000 felt like that's crazy amazing. amounts of money, especially to be making it from home, from the computer, and I could still be a stay at home mom. So this really opened up the door for us to think outside of, oh, you have to be stuck in this contract position. Right. I think the other thing for the contract position was that it was so temporary. It was a completely temporary job and there were no benefits. And at any time-
2: There were no benefits.
1: At any time, they could have just said, okay, you're done. Yep. Project's and over. So we never knew from you know week to week whether you were going to continue to have that job. So I think that was, you were listening to all these business podcasts, the business, my business was taking off and making enough for us to live off of. So we started really considering the possibility of moving back to Wichita. And we also, around this time, set that crazy goal that we were going to pay cash for our first house.
2: Right. And especially considering our situation, it was a very crazy goal.
1: It was a very crazy goal, but we had said we didn't want to ever be in debt. And so we had... Learned about Dave Ramsey when you were in law school. And he, a lot of the principles that we were already living by was what he was encouraging people to do. But he really challenged us to think bigger.
2: Right. Because we had gone through law school uh, debt free, did not have any debt when we got out of law school. And it really opened our eyes to say, hey, you know what? We were weird. It can be done. Let's be more weird. Yeah, <laughs> and even though everybody around us was saying no, you do, you can't do it. You can't. Well, we were like, um, we're going to show you.
1: And I think the other thing was, it was kind of frustrating because I felt like there was so much identity in having your own house. Do you remember how so right. many it people kept expected pushing and
2: pushing? Because you know, we where we were coming from was a place of a lot of uncertainty, and so our position was, you know, what we don't know what the future holds. We may not be here and then be stuck with this house that we have a loan on and are going to be having to sell or be underwater on. And we would much rather be in a secure position where we have the flexibility, and renting allowed us to have that flexibility, more flexibility than if we were to have purchased the house, especially in the market that we were in. It was a very bad real estate market.
1: Yeah, and I think that that whole time in our life of how we went to Kansas City thinking, oh, you're going to be in this job for another three years and you're making you know, what was much more than we were making when you were in law school. Yep. Again, we're feeling like, okay. And a lot of people said, well, aren't you going to buy a house? Aren't you going to buy a house? Aren't you going to buy a house? And we just said, oh, I, we just don't feel comfortable with doing that just yet. And then when Everything the bottom fell out. We look back and we're thinking, if we had bought a house, how much additional stress that would have put yep. on us? Um, because getting out of the lease, sure, we would have had to, you know, pay. I don't know what it would have been, you know, but just
2: uh, just the rest of that lease,
1: right? But compared to if we had a house that we were, and we knew many people who ended up having a similar situation where they had a house in Kansas City that, because of how the market tanked, they it was just caused all sorts of financial stress for them for years, right? So I think that laid a foundation for us in thinking we're just we're just going to be weird. We've already been weird, like you said. Let's just be more weird fly that freak flag. And so that's what we just decided to do. And we put it out there then on the internet and said, we're setting a goal that we're going to pay cash for a house in five years. And it was a crazy goal, but we'd kind of done the math and we're like.
2: And you know what? Honestly, I think we just doubled down on that goal. I think that we had initially set that goal during law school and we just moved to the next goal on the list and said, this is what we want to do. You know, we're, we're going to, Go whole hog on it.
1: We had talked about it for yeah, sure.
2: We definitely had.
1: Yeah. But I think we just decided, okay. Because I remember actually commit setting that five
2: year limit back when we were still in law school.
1: And I know that really motivated us. We were, we decided we're going to just continue to live on very, very little. I mean, we kept, we kind of kept that law school budget. But even though we were making, Which to us felt like significantly more, and we just said we're going to live on as little as we can, and we're going to sock away everything that we possibly can. And then it motivated us to say, okay, let's get creative. What are some other ways we can save? What are some ways that we can increase our income? Exactly. That's,
2: I mean, that that other side of the coin is key. It's not just what can we save here and there, you know, saving nickels and dimes here and there. It's how are we also going to increase the income?
1: And I think for me. That's where Dave Ramsey really inspired me is to think to dream big and then work really hard for it and that was what motivated me with Money Saving Mom and and I just I look back and see how God used that really hard year of our lives which was really the hardest year of our marriage where it felt like everything was falling apart. Nothing was working, and it was so discouraging. And every day, it just felt like I was praying and my prayers were just hitting the ceiling. Nothing was happening. And yet, God used it to humble us so much and shape us and change us, change our mindset, change our heart, change our desires, really strengthen our marriage, ultimately, because I think when you go through a really hard time together and you make it through, you're much stronger for it. But then also I think we thought he he kind of, we had this little box that like, this is the little box of how our life is going to be. And he kind of just took that box away and helped us to think outside of the box and think a lot bigger and dream right. bigger. And ultimately that year changed the trajectory of our lives. Right. And we look back and we would never be doing what we're doing. We would never be sitting in this room. I would not have a podcast, you know, if we had kept and stayed stuck in that little box.
2: Yep. We needed to make God sized goals mm-hmm. because that was it, we could not meet on our own. That it's only through God's grace and God's help that we are able to get there.
1: And I know I've shared that quote before from C.S. Lewis, but I just love it so much. Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening right now who's just going through a really hard place that it just feels overwhelming. It feels impossible. It feels like nothing is working in your life. You never know how God is going to use that time in your life, and He's preparing you for something in your future that you can never dream or imagine. We're out of time for this episode, so we are going to skip the Q&A section that we usually have at the end. But as always, if you have a question on any topic that you'd love for me or for Jesse to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions or thoughts on the show, I'd love for you to shoot an email to crystal at Moneysavymom.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week, and remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude.
0: Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.